All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. It's a holiday, correct? Some of you are, are not working. What's happening? Is it, it is a holiday. Well, I hope your day is going as well as possible. I find it difficult sometimes to not think that my day-to-day life on some level because of the nature and reality of the world is some exercise in denial. But I don't know what the alternative to that. It's terrible what's going on in Israel. It's terrible what's going on in Ukraine. It's terrible. I can't, you know, there's a whole list of terribles. But, you know, when there's so many human lives lost, it's just fucking awful. And I feel completely powerless in the face of most of it. I reached out to a couple of friends of mine who have family there to make sure... Uh, They're okay and their family's okay, but outside of that, I don't know what to tell you. All I know is that if I take in the information and just go about my day, I feel like I should be doing more. I do not know how much more I can be doing in the face of almost anything other than talking about it, whether it be war or fascism or climate change. I tried to talk about it. I I just... It's, it's difficult. But that said, I had a pretty good day yesterday. I, I just made some choices about my day. And I, I'm not a guy that doesn't work well. I, I really work a lot. I always need to be doing something. Alongside of feeling that anything I do just to have a life is in some, some form denial. Uh, I think that anything I do that isn't somehow working or doing something proactive to fix or or cook or or write or think anything that's not leading to something else i think what are you doing so i have total inability to relax and just enjoy my fucking life really even if it's a hike if it's a hike it it means you're 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 getting the exercise in getting the dopamine up getting your heart rate up it's an effort to frame stuff just as, hey, it's okay, dude, to sit and watch a movie. It, you don't have to think of it as research. It's okay. I talked to Tom Papa today. He was on the show back in 2018, episode 919. Good guy. Always like seeing Tom. Well, uh, you know, we work together at the comedy store a lot. He has a new book out called We're All In This Together, So Make Some Room. So I wanted to have him back on. And not just a book. I enjoy talking to this guy. Funny guy, sweet guy. How's your hope holding up? Do you have hope? That's the other thing I start thinking about. It's like, what's the difference between hope and denial? It's just a tonal difference. It's atonal. And if you do them both together, it's atonal. And let, that brings us to jazz. Because what I chose to do the other day after I worked out compulsively like a madman to the point where I was sore, I, I spent uh, several hours engaging with jazz music on a few different levels. But before I I talk about that, let me tell you where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Bellingham, Washington at the Mount Baker Theater for one show on Saturday, October 14th, as part of the Bellingham Exit Festival. I'm in Portland, Oregon. A late show was added to my dates at Helium on Sunday, October uh, 22nd. I forgot to mention I have a date at Largo, that uh, just got put up on the website. That's October 16th here in Los Angeles, California. 
I will be at, uh, where is it? Where am I going? The Boston, the old Boston Garden. I'm at the TD Garden for Comics Come Home on Saturday, November 4th. Then I'm at the Chemo Theater in Albuquerque, New Mexico for one show on November 11th. I believe that might be sold out. Denver, Colorado. I'll be at the Comedy Works South for four shows, November 17th and 18th. Uh, There's more L.A. dates coming. I'm at Dynasty Typewriter, December 1st, 13th, 28th. I'm at the Elysian Theater on December 6th, 15th, and 22nd. Also, this is the last week for you to be eligible to win one of my signed tour posters. I'm giving away signed tour posters that are no longer available for purchase. To be able to win, you have to be signed up for WTF Plus by October 15th. So go to the link in the episode description or click on WTF Plus over at WTFPod.com. There are 30 posters to give away, and winners will be picked in a random drawing. So sign up by October 15th to be in the drawing. All right? Is it jazz? Am I jazz? Yeah, that's that's something I always think about. But I'll, I'll tell you what how, what unfolded in the last couple of days. So I, I was sitting at home, and I'm like, is there a way to enjoy my day? Is there a way to do that that doesn't involve eating or masturbating? Is there a way I can just enjoy my day without adding uh, just a small vibration of shame to it? So my buddy Dan, Gimme Gimme Dan over at Gimme Gimme Records, gave me this Pharaoh Sanders box set for my birthday. It's not, it's a specific box set. It's, uh, it's the Pharaoh album from 1977. It's uh, it's a, it was a small release. It's not a a uh, a, a scronk album. It's not like boom, 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 Not that. But I'd never heard it before, and I don't really have any way of contextualizing many of the jazz people that I listen to. You know, I know the difference between scronk as my friend Dan calls it, and bebop and big band and hard bop. And, you know, I can, you know, I, I can get the variations, but I always associated Pharaoh Sanders with a certain amount of uh, free form. But this one isn't, and it, it's beautiful. And I, I put it on and I read the story about it and I listened to both sides yeah, all the way through. And then I listened to a couple of live versions from the same era. There's a second vinyl in there uh, of Harvest Time Live. And it was beautiful. It was meditational, you know, and I, and I don't always know how to even talk about jazz, to be honest with you. But so then I just said, well, let's make it a jazz day. And then I watched the first two parts of the Wayne Shorter doc and a lot of things were brought together for me. And and I just don't know the history and I should know it. It seems like information that's available. I didn't know the, you know, about Wayne Shorter and about his childhood and about, you know, him moving through, uh, his childhood into uh, Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers and then on into Miles's quintet, which redefined Miles altogether and then on into Weather Report and all the tragedy he he uh, encountered in his life and his compositional genius, uh, all of that stuff. His Buddhism. You know, after all was said and done, I don't know, I, like, if I can tell in certain situations, that I'm not sure I can tell the difference between someone on the spectrum in a certain way and a, and a devout Buddhist in terms of their presence. He was clearly a genius, but how he weathered the tragedy he did without completely collapsing, he sort of attributes to Buddhism in the big picture and looking for the uh, indestructible happiness or whatnot. 
But the nuances of the way he plays and how he's respected, and and it just gave me this whole other understanding of his music. And then, you know, it enabled me to go back into that Pharaoh Sanders record and kind of figure out, you know, no matter how many jazz docs I see, you, you know, I, I don't think I'd ever heard the Thelonious Monk quote that jazz, when he was asked what it is, he says it's music that white people can't steal. Uh, because of the time it was coming about, that bebop and hard bop and the, the way pop music worked and just how much appropriation there was or outright theft. And that gave me another nuance and shorter tells a lot of Miles Davis stories. But it was I spent four hours engaging with jazz music. I listened to one album once, got some new information, listened to it again in a different way, changed my brain a little bit. And it was uh, it was great. It was a day well spent. But there was part of me that was sort of like, was it though? Was it well spent? I mean, you could have been doing other things. I watched uh, Pope of Greenwich Village the other day. I don't know why. Uh, I I hadn't seen it in a long time. And I wanted to try to figure out again, however many years later, whether or not Eric Roberts was good or just completely over the top and overacting. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, Air on the side of Eric Roberts was being Eric Roberts. Charlie, they took my thumb, Charlie. Um, but I enjoyed the movie. I enjoy a little Burt Young occasionally. I'm a Burt Young guy. He's great in it. I don't know what this need to watch old movies is. I think that, you know, in the face of uh, you know, oncoming disaster, chaos, catastrophe, apocalypse, sometimes it's just nice to ground yourself in something that is familiar, but you don't quite remember. And when you watch it again, what it meant to you the first time works as a foundation. And then how you take it in now, it just sort of, it kind of, it gets, it almost gets your entire being up to speed. You're like, this made an impact on me years ago. I don't quite remember why or how. And then you watch it or listen to it or read it again. And it kind of, it makes the jump or it doesn't. Either it, it arcs over all those years that you had sort of left it behind and reconnects some part of you to something younger. I don't know if I still don't call that nostalgia. I call that a, a sort of figuring out whether the piece of art uh, has grown with you and whether or not it still has something to say to you, something to inform. So look, Tom Papa is here. So let's get on with it. His book, new book, we're all in this together, so make some room, is available wherever you get books. And he's out on tour now. Go to TomPapa.com for cities and tour dates. The guy's a tight act, man. The guy is a craftsman. He's funny, and he knows what he's doing. And I'm going to talk to him right now. Well, do you exercise? Do you work out? Yeah, but like what? But, uh, mostly, uh, mostly cardio. Right. And uh, but I just hang from. The, you'll, you'll hang from the bar. This company put a pull-up bar in my uh, and some other stuff in my garage. So you have a a, a full gym? Yeah, makeshifts. What company? Because you're such a powerful influencer. <laughs> That's, yeah. They're like, maybe we can get this guy hanging from the bar. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> this guy <laughs> has a minimum, minimum following and yeah. even less muscle mass. It would be great just to see him struggle <laughs> to get one in. That's what regular people want to see. 
That guy can't do it. I can't either. Let me get one of those bars. Exactly. <laughs> and I really have been, uh, yeah. And I, I, I was, I was like, I'm gonna by the end of the summer, I'm gonna be able to do at least one pull up. And, no, no. They're hard, man. They're hard. I mean, like you do an overhand or underhand. I guess a chin up is this underhand. One, this is yeah, the, that's yeah, the pull up. That's yeah. the hard one. This yeah. one I could do a couple, like in a gym on the road. Oh yeah, I could do a couple but... in the gym on the road. Yeah, you have <laughs> when I you, see it, you have more energy in the gym on the road because there's less at stake. Yeah. It's like the, just the existential loneliness of being in a hotel gym yeah. fuels you like a superhero. <laughs> wow, I'm the only I, man alive <laughs> on display for the lobby of the days in. I've been trying to run more on the road, and this has been a real quan, uh, conundrum. Mm. I don't like... Uh, it's hard to pack like a pair of running shoes Dude, on the road. It's it, you got to really commit. You, you got to yeah. You got to decide. You know, it's like it's so hard. How do you handle it? I usually I'm like I'll wear the sneakers on the plane, which is which kills me. It me kills too. What's me. wrong with us? Because what are we got to dress up on the plane for. I'm like I wear my boots. <laughs> I got to take them off. There's fucking metal in them, but I'm not. I will not wear sneakers. Yeah, but you look good. You look better. And because you know why? Because the sneakers is an indication of that army of lazy people that are just wearing those, especially middle-aged men sure. wearing those like yeah shoes that they're not working out it's kind of like ones, those ones that like you almost got for free what are those <laughs> yeah. what was that no brand? brand there is no brand no, they're just soft <laughs> and sketchers they, yeah no there was like a thing there was a, this whole movement around these shoes yeah. that are have nothing to them you're like slippers <laughs> what the fuck were they called i feel like we i don't want to did ads for them i don't want to because I don't want to join them. So, I don't either. I so get wearing what you're my so wearing my sneakers on the plane just kills me. But there's no room in the carry on to put it's, them. It's all about getting that thing in that goddamn carry on. I know. I just bought a new one yesterday. Yeah. And my wife's like, "Is it smaller?" Yeah. And I was like, "It's the same brand, the same." I'm like, "No, it's the same." And I it's put smaller. it next to the old bag. It's like a. It's like a. Half inch on each side, small. They just keep pinning you in uh, and making them smaller. Well, I mean. For for three days, I mean, you know, you can get by. Like, yes. if you, if, you know, then, then it's like easy peasy, right? A week, yeah. That's when you're in trouble. Yeah, for with the one bag, you can do it, but you might be, you know, <laughs> you ever put the <laughs> put the sneakers in your shoulder bag? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's a. It's sad. Yeah, you you're. God forbid you put them <laughs> on and not you know and not be one of those and be one of those guys as opposed to the guy that's got sneakers jammed into his computer bag <laughs> yeah. on the plane. Yeah, exactly. You know what's so funny too is that when I I did wear the sneakers in mm-hmm. the airport, and I'm usually boots and I'm wearing the sneakers and I'm go, connecting like in Phoenix like yeah. a mile walk, yeah. and I'm like. This is pretty comfortable. <laughs> I know. This, I know. Is, this, is, this is why all those people are wearing these. Yeah, it's like the at the Salt Lake City Airport where it takes an hour yeah. to walk from your gate and wear boots like a clunk around. Look cool. <laughs> I, but I'm, I don't know if I've met people. I, I don't know if I've ever uh, talked about it specifically mm. uh, about this. But yeah, I mean, I will. And, and you see people online with your security who've got it figured out where you're taking off your dumb boots. Mine have metal in them. So even if I'm TSA or first, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I got to take them off because there's metal in them. They're uh, like, you don't have to take them. And, and you look at their comfortable shoes and they think they've got one up on you. They're like, they're educating you. And you can't just say, yeah, but you look like a putz. <laughs> right. The fuck you, you know what I mean? Look at, you gave up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, gonna... <laughs> I'm still like, you know, I'm going to get off the plane and I'm ready to go do things. What are you ready to do? <laughs> yeah. Go to the hotel and, you know, put on your real clothes? You Order Pizza Hut like the other guy in the room across from you. Oh, it's the worst. What are you out all the time? I am. I'm going hard. 
Yeah. I'm going really hard from now until. When did you start? Uh, like the, I don't know. Like it's never ending. I, I slow down a little bit in the summer, mm. but uh, it's like every weekend now. Well, what do you do? Like, uh, so you'll do like any fucking place? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, like for the first time in my career, I have yeah. like, I can go play nice theaters and I just. This is the first theater tour? Really? Uh, for the last couple of years. Yeah. And, um, what are we talking, like 1,100? Yeah. Yeah. That's like the average. Yeah. I have a huge one in New Jersey that's 2,000. Which one? NJ Pack. Oh, I don't know if there. It's, oh, in Newark. No, yeah. I, I, mm, it's a great yeah. spot. I think I did that once. But they I don't have the I Victoria know. Theater, which is the smaller one. Which We're your is Jersey like guy, 600. right? 600, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to, uh, that'll be my biggest. But yeah, mostly around 1,000. So I'm just, and my daughters are both gone now. They, I just dropped my they other passed? daughter off at the, uh, <laughs> pretty much. I'm sorry. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I, uh, at school. So we're empty. And I thought my wife was going to be done yeah. teaching. So she was going to come with me. So I just packed the, I'm yeah. like, well, there's no reason to be home. Let's go. Yeah. And now my wife's teaching. So she'll be home alone in the empty house. Oh, is, is yeah. she sad about that? Uh, yeah, she's sad about it. Yeah. Yeah, but not that you're gone. That the kids are gone, probably. That the ki- yeah, that the kids are gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me, it's more of the same. <laughs> but wait, so okay, yeah. so you like do you sell out the New Jersey pack? Um, I don't know if I'll sell it out. We're close. Yeah, but it's not till October, end of October. Yeah, and like what? Where else? I've been doing well. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to uh, like Tacoma and Salem, Salem, Oregon, and then I'm going Salem. to uh, I'm doing a San Francisco and Salt Lake City. Where are you going, Salt Lake? Uh, the King's Theater. Uh huh. And like I just did the the club there. I was, I, the weird thing is, wise like, guys. Yeah, yeah, great. Because like what I what if I'm working out an hour, I'll go do the club. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and even in markets, like I'm going to St. Louis next week, and I think like I kind of have a good sense of of what I can pull. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Yeah. And like I'll go do St. Louis because I'm not going to do a theater in St. Louis. And like I'm, St. Louis I, is a tough market. It is. So I've got five shows there, and you know, totally, you know, a couple of the late shows aren't looking great, but but it's a total of like 700 tickets, and I'm like, that's about what I would do. Yeah, you, you know, at a theater, yeah. seven eight hundred maybe. But in St. there's Louis. the beauty of like if you are working out something new, a big thing, a big hour. I hate saying the hour, but your new act. Yeah. Uh, Five sets is better than well, one set. Well, that's why I do it. Yeah, it's better than one set. You know, but you do like, you do remember, you know, after a second show mm-hmm. on a Saturday, you're like, oh, Christ. Yeah, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what I wanted to say when I came up on the porch, by yeah. the way. What? Your special was so good. Oh, thanks, man. It was so funny. Thank it God. Was really, I mean, really, really, I was, it, you know, it, I watch a lot of them from my yeah. radio show. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love you and love yeah. your comedy and all that, but- this special just was like laughing, like Good. alone in my house, just okay. like laughing out loud, Tight. which is hard. Even comedians you love, you're I know. just like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Like a little chuckle. Sure. This was just like, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad. It's you so know, good. That's very nice of you to it say. It really was. Well, you know, I do think that, you know, as an old man now, you know, I've relaxed a lot of the muscles that made people sort of go like, yeah, it was intense, man. You know, it was, uh, it was a good special. But it was intense. It got pretty heavy, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I, I think I've I've been able to get funnier. Yeah, but without without yeah, without eliminating the no, subjects. No, the sub you're still dealing with the same stuff. Sure, sure. But it's funnier. Oh, thank you. 
it's I mean you're always funny but this is, was like I don't know I worked hard you're craft at it you're, yeah. you're yeah you're better at it you yeah know? yeah it's, it's uh before you would kind of be like okay but now you're like give me the same stuff but it's yeah got this these laughs to it and I think I'm a little lighter in certain ways and I you know it was interesting with that was you know we did two shows mm-hmm. and the first it was a town hall and the first show they were just too excited yeah, you know, they were. You know, everything was like it was. Oh, it was too much. And, yeah, and you. You know, when you're doing two for the special, you kind of get your footing on that first one. But yeah. literally, the audience was too good, I and know. the second audience was hard. It was a real audience. Like I had to work for it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. We're gonna use that one, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. I had, I had to go get them. You know. Yeah, yeah. And as much well, as people say, like I sit down, I do this, or like you know, I know, like I was up and moving. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, going after it. It's interesting though when I I rewatched it. And just so it'd be fresh. And uh, there was, when you, you go to the, you go to the stool pretty quickly. Yeah. You kind of come out and you pace back and forth and you sat down and that shot was so great. Right. And you sitting, I was just, I I wanted you to sit for some reason. Yeah. Like I just, there was something like (laughs) you look, you're you're good in that space. Not not a lot of people do that. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, I'm a good sitter, but that was weird because, (laughs) because that was one of the jokes I mangled. There's a couple of jokes that I, I blew, and all I only know that uh-huh. you know they're 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 fine enough, but there was yeah. a beat I missed and one other thing, but uh-huh. because when you work when you really work a fucking hour, mm. you know you like it is sort of once you get down to it, you're like you know it, and mm-hmm. and the trick is to to be engaged with it to not walk through it, but no, but uh, but like there was a couple of moments in there that that I riffed, like I leave a little room mm-hmm. for that. So what? Yeah, do you are you working on one? Really good. Well, thanks, uh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna shoot in the spring, like end of the winter, spring. When was your last Somewhere one? Somewhere in there. Uh, last, last October. Uh-huh. What uh huh. What was it called? Uh, uh, what a day. Okay. What a day. I don't know if I watched that one. I've been watching your sets lately, though. Yeah. About the yeah. I mean, I can't remember, but it, you've been funny lately. Thank you. <laughs> You're always funny. We got, I mean, we've talked about it before. There's a, your pacing is... Uh, is you I, always say, whenever I hear you talking about me to somebody else, you always go, uh, precise. He's very precise. Jack Benny. He does the Benny takes. I'm always thinking to myself, what are, yeah, my, my jokes are, are a little tight, but I feel like you want me to be... Uh, Fuzzier. No, 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 no. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm learning from. Jaggier. No, because like I'm learning <laughs> from you. Uh-huh. You know, like, because in the last special, I'm very deliberate. Yeah. I'm not frenetic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's not, like, that's what's sort of left. Even my friend Jonathan said recently to me, he watched me, he's like, yeah, you seem a lot more paced and deliberate. Mm-hmm. Like, but he didn't say it in a positive way. And I'm like, anyway, <laughs> you want manic crazy mark? Like that that's when I'm working shit out. They, yeah. No, you're right. Like now that you say it, it's like an economy of words in this one that right. made it more impactful. And that's like that's something I learned from you or I learned from Jeselnik or I just learned from, you know, even even Nate, you know, who mm-hmm. used to open for me that when I'm myself Mm-hmm. Which I'll do sometimes. I'm always myself, but sometimes if the audience isn't great, you know, I'll pull the stool up to the lip of the stage. I'm like, "What do you want? Right. You want real? <laughs> you want the real thing? All right. Well, well and, and people like it. Yeah. But it's hard to manufacture that, and it's hard to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, a pacing yourself is a it's a it's a great craft. Yeah. That uh, like I, I when I look back at the specials, I just think I have become more deliberate because I'm doing much more stand up. 
uh-huh. than I than I I think I have were. since I was a kid. Oh, interesting. Because what am I going to do? Yeah. You know, I'm here. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I go out like three, four nights a week to the store, and then you get a chunk, and you, it's new and it's frenetic, and then you just start kind of honing it, yeah, and figuring out the beats, and mm-hmm. then you know leaving the space that you need. But I I think it's just this evolution for me of like I'm still enjoying evolving whatever my craft is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not set yeah. in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could, and you should take pride in that you're achieving it. Like, it's, there well, is there is this, uh, like I said, like, the subjects, I think, like, in the first, like, I think in the first 15 minutes, oh, yeah. you've That's talked a, about all of it. All of it. The end of the world. <laughs> the end of the world. Fascism. The pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, fascism. I got that all out of the way. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, knew, I felt it was my social responsibility. I was very aware of that. Like, I'm going to throw all this shit up front. It's going to be a lot, but then we're going right into grief. Yeah. You know, like a little bit of a transition. Yeah. Yeah, it was a. It was good. Story. It was really good. And, uh, and the stuff about your. Uh, your mother's boyfriend, just oh, like him not having a point to yeah, his yeah. stories. Like <laughs> that's like a Tom Papa bit. <laughs> I really, I did kind of love it. It was like closer to like family yeah, yeah. stuff it that I've a, seen you do. It was a different time. <laughs> it, it was a different time. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't add to it. You had no arc, no nothing. <laughs> it was a different time. Yeah, yeah. That poor guy. Everyone <laughs> takes a hit. Are your folks still around? They are. Yeah, they're like seventy six. Wow. Yeah. Really? What hell are you? 42. Wow, that's not true. <laughs> no. I'm 54. I'm going to be 60 this month. Wow. And both of my parents are still alive. No. 80, 84. Good genes. Yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, my dad's <laughs> losing his mind. Yeah. So, like, sure, the physical existence part, yeah. that's a guy, guy, those good genes. He sounds nicer now, though. He's, he is nicer. <laughs> he sounds, like, more yeah. cuddly. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, pushing buttons on a memory machine, where you're like, <laughs> Dad, do you remember when we lived in New Jersey? He's like, yeah. <laughs> what do you remember? Like, then you hit little buttons, and you can watch it kind of light up. Yeah. But then it sort of drifts into sort of like, nah, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> looking at the water i love that one too looking at the oh, water oh, the water right. guy there's a lot of stuff in there it's so weird how quickly it goes away i know isn't that terrifying talk well, about I mean, alzheimer's no it's like on purpose <laughs> i like, know you're know, stu- discarding it. it but it's so stupid i think I don't, I don't know if we can handle it i don't know if we can keep it all in but i mean like i mean i've talked about this with other people i mean there are jokes that i did that I know, like, I'm I'm still a discoverable person. I'm, yeah. It, you and I are both, it's not like we're selling out arenas. Yeah. So, like, you know, there are people that have not seen the stuff we did four years ago. Which was really good. Right. <laughs> I know. And you kind of, there's part of me that's like, why not just do a greatest hits? And then you realize some guys used to do that, you know, every, I, I don't. I think about it when uh, when I do corporate gigs. Oh, why not? Yeah. Uh, what are they expecting? Uh, they're expecting a clean, funny show. Yeah, that's they it. They're, 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 you know, half of them don't no even, one, half right. of them aren't even comedy fans. And they're not even paying attention. Yeah, they, <laughs> they're just being brought in there because it's their night, you know? And uh, and I'll, if I'm working on something like new, yeah. like the new act that I'm in, it's not going to be as tight or. Yeah. It, it's usually a little. Uh, You're on a workshop at the l- corporate game. Yeah, and it's a little less palatable. There's like, you know, I haven't. So I'll go back to the other, the last two acts. Oh, yeah? And, but it's, I got to look it up. Oh, right. Yeah. Some guy keeps bothering me at the comedy store. These two old guys that go there like every fucking night. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I guess it's good. I, I I guess that's how they're deciding to uh, spend to, their time. Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. You know, yeah. this guy keeps telling me, it's like, you know, do, do the, the, the gun thing, the bat thing. Why don't you do that? 
And yeah. that guy's seen it like a hundred times. And I'm like, I don't even remember how it starts. <laughs> I, know. I know. Do you remember the opening? You know, just, can you put the needle in the groove for me? Because I don't know what the fuck. I, I know. I literally have to look it up or listen to it off Spotify. But I don't think that's Alzheimer's. I just think it's, you know, we have trained ourselves for whatever reason to think that like once it's out there, it's done. Which is so stupid. I guess. I mean, like, I, like there was stuff left over from my last taping and i and i'm kind of pulling it out a little bit now mm -hmm. you know i mean why not but there's yeah. other stuff happening i you know i guess it's but when you hate when i when i do go to like a corporate thing and i'll take out a joke that mark it's 20 years old <laughs> like a yeah. 20 year old joke yeah and it kills in a way yeah. that nothing yeah. currently kills and there's, but there's something to that. Like right, those jokes more, mature, it, they they age. They, but is it more simple? Is it like it's, stylistically? It's more yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's more palatable. But there's also something to those jokes, like that they do get better in four years. It's a better joke than in some of them. Some of them die on the vine, but yeah, the ones that are good and they do get they mature. Over, I wonder if that's true. It is true. Really? Yes. Yes. Before we started cranking out specials and stuff. Yeah. Stuff would, you know, sit in your act a lot longer. Sure. I mean, you know, you know Robert Klein couldn't stop his foot for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, it's like this weird thing where they, like, there was some special of his, you know, an HBO special, and they literally showed, like, you know, a montage of all his HBO specials yeah. of him doing that bit. <laughs> oh, no, really? And I'm like, what did <laughs> Are we yeah. going to see it again now? Is <laughs> there it... is a point where it, it, I remember seeing Cosby at uh, Carnegie Hall and people were asking for him to do the dentist bit. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it, it had spoiled. Had? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People really wanted to see it and he went into it, but. Didn't care. Huh? He didn't care. That it wasn't great? Well, are you, well I don't maybe know. Maybe he didn't, because like that, I mean, that's the trick of it, because I find that even when I'm working on stuff now that like once I get something up and going, yeah, you know, I, I know I got to remember it, but you know, after you, if you've got an hour and you're doing short sets, yeah. you can just, you know, get tired of the new bits mm -hmm. because you've got them in a place. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's sort of like, what am I using these short sets for? I know I can get laughs. I know. So like, what are we going to do here? The short sets are so valuable though. Like I have this, going to I, have gym. This, I have this 15, 20 minute wobbly part right now in my act. Which one? I probably saw it. It's about uh, therapy. It's about people going to therapy, trying to figure out, like, there's no end to going to therapy that you're going to go forever. Oh. And uh, we're not, we don't break and they get to be fixed. And right. It's this whole chunk. And yeah. it's kind of like all over the place. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not, I wasn't really sure what I was saying. Yeah. And, uh, but man, go to the cellar for three nights, come back, go to the store for two nights, and just do that. Yeah. Just do that part that yeah. really isn't the beginning of a set. It's right. really kind of a clunky. Just work it. And it, God, it gets so much better. And then you plug it back into the thing. I haven't been to the cellar in so yeah. long. I don't know why I turned on it. Oh, you did? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I keep Where talking. Do you go? About what are you doing in New York? I barely New York? go. I barely work out when I go to New York. Like you know, the last time I went to New York, I hadn't done stand up at a club in New York in years, really. Because I, I just like to go to New York if I have something to right. do. We talked about this in the lounge. Yeah. I saw you in the lounge that morning. It, yeah, that's right. Right. Oh, because I, I ran into you when I was just going for no reason? Yeah, you were yeah, just yeah, going yeah. for fun. That's right, at the American Lounge. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a revelation to me. Yeah. Because I like, didn't know we could do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, what am I doing? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, Did you I, not do sets? I ended up going to the stand, uh-huh. which I had never done that stand. I, the last time I went to the stand, it was off of 3rd Avenue somewhere, right? The right. original one I, where- I've never been. Oh, it was okay. It was a little echoey. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. But there, I, I have some- I've got it in my head that the cellar has become sort of a, a mill for- uh, well, yeah. Too many shows? Well, there's too many shows, and there's this, you, you know, and I don't know, you know, yeah, I just think it was better just knowing that, you know, no one was next door. <laughs> what, then, that the band was next door. Oh, that he wasn't in charge of the place? Well, just say, like, why, why is the band, I can't hear myself talking because they're playing a Beatles song. <laughs> oh, upstairs. Yeah. Well, that's only on Mondays. Okay. <laughs> it's still great. It's still... You still walk in, you know, those rooms, they don't change. They just, it's big. They're not in. easy rooms. No, not at all. Like, yeah, it's, That's talking. what's great about it. The original ta- room at the, at, yeah, at the but comedy for me, store the, or, or. The original room at the comedy store is like, I don't, I have no fear of it. No fear, but it's not easy. No, but it's easy for me now. Mm. And like there, I think that some, some part of it has to do with, and I used to talk about the store like this too. Yeah, like when I go back to New York and I go into the cellar, there's some part of me that's like, this is where the abuse happened. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's in your head. Yeah, for sure. And, you know. (laughs) Who was the abuser, though? The The, the audience? Who's the abuser? (laughs) It's just the, the whole place. It's not the audience. You're on stage, and the you know you got to watch Manny would run in and just like are they laughing, and he's like pacing around back and forth. I'm like, oh fuck! You see like Esty's head in the hallway. Like now, here we go. And then I tell you early. And tell would walk in, and I'm like, get out! I don't need that. I'm just trying to get through this without sweating. Jesus fuck! Uh, it's so funny, but that's what I like. That's why both those rooms they're uh, comfortably uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, they theoretically they should be great. They, yeah, they should. The theoretically, the original cellar room should be easy structurally. Mm. It really should. Yeah, but there is there, <laughs> there's an, something to well back in the day before it became like uh, popular this, this mass. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was really a, a strange and eclectic audience. Like more. Uh-huh. More than anywhere else. Right. You know, there'd be like, you know, a table of Hasidic Jews. Uh-huh. Then there'd be a table of, you know, German tourists. It was like, and then there'd be some kids. And you didn't know who the fuck was. Yeah. It was always kind of weird. They didn't know why they were there. You didn't know why kinda, they were there. Right. You know, and, and just the. Uh, now it's it, popular. Now it's. It's, it's the, yeah, people go to expecting to see people drop in. It's like the store, you know. Yeah. But there's just something like I, I I was talking to Soder about it, who I'd never really talked to or met. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I recently had him on. Mm-hmm. I remember I was in New York and I just went by the cellar and I did a set in the regular room. And then they're like, "You want to go do the underground?" I'm like, "I've never done the underground." You walk in, it looks like a like a, a larger uh, cellar. Yeah, yeah, you know. But Soder went on and killed, and I went on, and it was just that 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 old feeling of the cellar came back. Like uh-huh. I, I start my <laughs> opening joke and like, meh. <laughs> And then, like, then I'm like, oh, I remember this. I remember every part of this. That sort of like the vigilance and the sort of like you know uh, guardedness you have to have in New York. You can't fuck around. It's, vulnerability is not necessarily welcome, you know. And then, like, I felt I told sort of this. I'm like, you, you know, when when you bomb as a grown comic, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, either you acknowledge it or you just sort of. You know, feel that weird sweat on your neck yeah. where, you know, like you're like, they, I know they don't see it, but I know what that means. <laughs> How'd you play it? 
I just wrote it out. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no like for some reason that 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 room. It's just you're not you're not going to turn them really. <laughs> One of my last bombs was upstairs in the in between room. That little lounge room. I don't even know what that is. If you go, uh, before you go down the stairs for the underground. Oh, into the underground? Yeah, like off to the side, there's a little room in there where Colin works out his stuff like every week. Yeah. And uh, he asked me to open for him because his cousin wasn't around. Yeah. And I went in there and just bombed. Yeah. Bombed. <laughs> Did you get the sweat thing? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like that vulnerable, like, oh. Yeah, you're right. But but you do that all inside now, yeah. where it's just sort of like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is, it's like a, some sort of weird wake-up call. Where yeah, you just, it's so funny. And then, you, like, but for me, when that happens, it's like mm. I'm, I'm, I like, I'm just starting out. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I know, like, you know, my body will carry me through it. And, like, yeah. it happens in the main room at the store sometimes where you're like, uh-huh. all right, well, this is the level yeah. that we're working with. We're not getting out of this. Yeah, and it's all right. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I don't feel like pushing and trying to Yeah, what am I going to do? Defeat it. Yeah, I'd rather just tell them and it's like, well, you're not great. Yeah. And, 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 I just so, need to say these words. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I will definitely take them to task. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, I'm not one of these people, like, you know, it yeah. took it takes a long time to realize that, like, you know, whatever anybody thinks, uh-huh. whoever goes before you can fuck it up for you for at least half your set. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's not like, you know, like, no problem. Yeah, we'll just go 15 each. No problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, Christ. I got to. <laughs> No, like I got to yeah, take a hit for five minutes to try to figure, but I thought we were all working on new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you just open with your closer? Well, that's why I don't like the main room as much in the store because it's, it, it looks like a real performance space. It's like a Vegas showroom so, or something. So comedians get there and they feel like they've got to throw fastballs. Sure. It's that it's almost like the room is dictating no, you should be do- yeah. putting on a show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I just want to work on this stuff. Yeah. So I've started asking, just put me in the OR. I go I go for both. I, you know, sometimes you can get loose in the main room, especially if it's you, like yeah. not totally packed. Or like, and also like, you know, I start to realize like, and mm-hmm. the, the, it's like, I, I'm not, it's okay if not everyone's laughing. A hundred percent. You know, it's like, what do you... That's the thing. There's, yeah. a, there's not that f- switch like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. I've got to really try to kill. It's not about Yeah, you just right got to stay in the saddle and like, <laughs> yeah. and, and not ruin it for the people that like you. And what's that? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the great uh, part about it, too, is you come off of a mediocre thing in the main room because you stuck to your guns. Yeah. And you're trying your stuff out mm. and it gets to whatever. And, and whoever was just doing their special right before you. And then you come <laughs> off and all the kids... That are parking cars and working the door. Great like, set. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, you who were, that's who I was playing for. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the comics that see the same shit every fucking night. Exactly. But what you're talking about before about mm. old jokes is interesting because there's these old guys, you know, when you watch Argus Hamilton or Tom Driesen, mm. they kill. And, and, and I'm really starting to realize that there is a language of comedy that predates us mm-hmm. that I think a lot of the audience kind of grew up with mm-hmm. there's a, a a rhythm to it oh yeah and and like you know even if the jokes are not great you know they're good enough but like Dreesen will get up there and like he's got a, a very kind of singular cadence it's old school mm-hmm. but it just kills because kills. that is that's the language of television comedy from you know the 70s 6 70s 80 you know it's but, some, but the sometimes 
those guys are doing it in front of a room full of 18-year-olds. I know. And it's killing. I know. It's so, it's, it's so it makes me happy. But, this, but they didn't grow up with it. You know what I mean? No, I know. I think, yeah, there's yeah, something, I think that's true. Yeah, I think yeah. there's something to the pacing of that thing. And, and also just, just to the professionalism. I mean, what the fuck are yeah. these 18-year-olds watching? Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk like old men. I mean, I don't understand. I can't even get involved with TikTok comedy enough to hate it. <laughs> Like I you were so funny. It. We were at the back of the comedy store. I finished my set and I come walking up. Yeah. I'm trying to get out of there and you're in, sitting in the back row. Yeah. So I sat down next to you for a second and you just turned to me and you go, TikTok. <laughs> we got to do that now? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know. Uh, I was like, yeah, I think so. Uh, <laughs> I know, but there is a, there is a, well, Two things. I think the I think the Dreesen and the thing and and um, Argus. Mm. There's a there's a pacing, and here comes the uh, that works. It just uh, there's something baked into that. People perfected that, and it there's a good and it, it can't be terrible I, jokes, but they but it still works. I think that's the, like that. That's the thing. It's like you and I do a different style, and like when I got when I see guys that go kaboom 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 joke to joke. Yeah, there's always part of me that's sort of like why why I can't why don't I do that? And it's like because yeah. I'm not going to sit down and write those jokes. Right. There is always that thing of you see somebody and you're just like why don't I do that? Well, because yeah, I'm not that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like you have to write all those jokes. Some of those. They, like jokes like that uh-huh. for me when they happen I'm like oh that's one of those jokes yeah. I don't know how that happened <laughs> yeah. I can write it down but yeah. it's it's one of them you know yeah. so it, so I have a few of those but it's yeah. not I don't do an hour of that it <laughs> right. drive me crazy I don't even know <laughs> but then the the, uh, the other thing to the TikTok thing it's funny watching my kids they're uh, 21 and 18 and TikTok and social media has been around enough for that to have trended and trended out. Yeah. Like my kids will mock comedy, not stand up, but comedy clips and stuff on the on TikTok as they'll be like, you know, oh that's 2010. Yeah. That's like like they're the sense of the the comedy language yeah. within that is the same thing. Yeah. But for their generate like they they've seen it, they know yeah. it's hack now. Right. And they're like, "Oh, they're that that's a hacky right. attempt at a joke, huh? Yeah, that's it, not your influence. No, this is them. I don't even know that they're up to. You know, they're just on it, watching it, digesting it. Yeah, and then things, popular kids on TikTok are now hacky. They're yeah, now like they've trended out. Yeah, it's a new language. It's competitive. Yeah, with the YouTube too. Like mm-hmm. I don't, like I, I, and a lot of times I don't know who they are. I don't know who that guy Matt. What's his name is. What's his name? I don't even know who you're talking it's about. Big, big, he's the big guy. Matt Reif. Oh, Matt Reif. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I watched five minutes of him doing sort of rapid fire crowd work. Uh-huh. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't, but it's like, I, it's, it just comes back to this thing that, that used to annoy me, but there's nothing that can be done about it is that when you and I got into it, there was no, there wasn't even bringer shows except mm-hmm. at stand up New York. And we thought it was weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like you go, you do the open mics, you figure it out, you yeah. get the 10 minute spot. You know, you, it was totally comedy club dependent. Uh-huh. And we had a goal in mind, which was to be a great comic. Yeah. And now it just seems like, and, and this has been going on for a long time since alt comedy and since comic produced shows where it's like, well, can any fuck just do this? <laughs> yeah. You know, like w- without char- charisma or talent necessarily. <laughs> and like, look, I've seen guys, you know, come up in our generation that were, you know, 
definitely not funny. Yeah. And then, you know, figured out <laughs> yeah. just by locking into who they were, it, it worked out. But it just seems like there's such a premium put on, you know, these small clips. And I don't, and, and crowd work. Yeah. I mean, I can do crowd work, but it's like. I know. Oh, my God. Like, why why spend a half hour doing it? <laughs> just so you can get your things to put then post up. But, you know, they did it. And I guess about selling tickets, and I they guess, go yeah. sell big places because it caught. It caught. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, there's always I, that. There's always that mystifying. I'm not st- in the same business, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just not. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I was on a, a plane once uh, next to um, uh, Jeff Tweedy. Oh yeah, and uh, it was after the. It was during the. It was the morning after the Grammys. Yeah, and it was the same. And I and I never met him before, and we're just chatting. And he was there, I think, because of Mavis Staples or something. Yeah. And and he, uh, and we were talking, it was like Katy Perry was big that year and a couple other people. And you could tell he was just early morning, just kind of working through it in his head. And he was, and he yeah. said exactly what you just said. Yeah. He was, I don't think we're in the same business. <laughs> and he really meant it. He's no, like, I've got a guitar. I've got songs. I'm doing my thing. But it is not what they're doing. No, it's that's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's. You know, we always get uh, our feathers ruffled when it comes into our orbit, but there's always been those acts that have, you know, flourished. And it's like, oh, but that's on my stage. That's in what. That's kind of what I do. But it's not what you. Yeah, do. but I. But I, I don't know. Like you know, I, I. I sometimes wonder why. Like I've got a good uh, uh, a good audience, you know, and mm-hmm. and and I, you know, and it's it's fine. But there is some part of me that thinks like. I should have a few more people. Yeah, I'm not even looking. I'm not looking to play an arena. Yeah, I don't. And want... I don't even like playing rooms that are over two thousand. Uh huh. Because it, yeah. you lose something. It becomes this other thing. Yeah. And I feel like you know my the the nature of my soul or my that I'm exposing can't oh. make it all the way back. No. To a two thousand seat. No. You know, because it's a different type of show. Yeah, hundred percent. But that is really the sweet spot. And and how how insane, by the way. What. That we're complaining about that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a great yeah. career to go around the country yeah. packing out places a thousand, two thousand seats of people that want to see, yeah, you, who have and been, then being like, but you know, these guys are doing six, and that, that guy's doing an arena, yeah. <laughs> but there's just no way because, like, honestly, <laughs> Tom, like, I am not really like other people, really. <laughs> And that, you know, and I'm speaking about my life and it's uh-huh. sometimes it's fairly specific <laughs> yeah. and it's not like, there's not going to be a, you know, a, a, an arena full of guys going, that's right. That's my guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. Getting part of the beer sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just not, I don't know. Can I tell you a, a Lynn Shelton story? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever told, I don't think I told you this. Mm. Um, uh, I was trying, I was, this is like two or three specials ago, and I was trying oh, to figure out what to do. Yeah, I remember. You were, yeah. Did I tell you this? No, but I remember her talking about it. She almost directed your special or something? She, yeah. Uh, Soderbergh, Steven Soderbergh was thinking about doing it. Yeah. And he was like, I can't do it. Um, you know who I really love is uh, Lynn Shelton. Yeah. Um, and I was going to perform in the Pacific Northwest where she was. Yeah. And, uh, so he kind of said he connected us together. Yeah, and she was came out to uh, a club to see me. Yeah, 
with the hopes of maybe she'll direct my, yeah. my thing. And um, and I was in this horrible club, yeah. a horrible club. I don't yeah. even know which spot it was. It wasn't Laughs, was it out in uh, Laughlin or somewhere? Was it Dave? In, uh... It was... It was like Portlandish, Seattleish. Okay, okay. One of those. Yeah. And it was a horrible place, like yeah. connected to this mall. I remember uh, having to go through this tube to get there, and huh. it was just horrible. And I was so sick. I had this horrible. I had no voice. You know when it, yeah. oh, the post strip and you yeah. can't talk anymore. Yeah, yeah. And I'm out of my mind. And I'm and the the setup. They're playing this horrible music to begin with, and I mean it's everything that is the opposite of. A Lynn good Shelton's sure. uh, sensibility. Uh, oh, like a like a real artist. Like yeah, yeah. this is this is a, this is like when Rob Zombie came to see me in the yeah. beginning of my career, and yeah. he came to the Ice House and was like, "How many fucking birthdays do you have to go through?" <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing with your career? Like, yeah, get yeah, out of yeah, here!" Yeah, you know, yeah, it was yeah. like that kind of thing. So anyway, I I went up and I struggled through a set, and I was all nasally, yeah. and shitty, and the environment was terrible. And I walked Lynn to her car, yeah. parking garage, because I was literally concerned I wouldn't let any woman in my orbit like just walk through this oh my God. parking garage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of sketch. Yeah. And I walked her out, and I'm like, thank you, Lynn. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk later. <laughs> and she was like, uh, I, I delightfully passed <laughs> on yeah. directing my special. <laughs> and I felt so bad because it was like, she was such a cool kid, yeah. and I brought her to like oh. a horrible environment, and I was not good that night, and it was just like it was terrible. Oh, you, you but it was a near it was a near miss, and then and then when I saw her with you at the comedy store one night, yeah, and she was like, "Oh right, yeah, <laughs> good." She didn't remember she was, it specifically as a horrible thing. Yeah, it was, she was so sweet, yeah, it was so nice. Well, look, man, I mean, you know, there's there's liabilities <laughs> to being a cool kid too, like. When I started uh, being with her, she she was like, "Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like Led Zeppelin." I'm like, "What? <laughs> How's that? Like, I don't even understand what you just said." And I'm like, "Have you ever listened to it?" And she's like, "Well, it was around when I was in high school and stuff, but I was just not. That wasn't my thing." I'm like, "What? what let me give you some Led Zeppelin." So like, within six months. Of being with me, she's like, this Led Zeppelin is good. Oh, really? You swayed her? Of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, it, it's like, it speaks for itself. Yeah. But, you know, she came up in the time where, you know, you, there were two camps. Right. She's a little, she's like, was your age more, you yeah. know, I'm a few ages, a few years younger. So yeah. when I'm in high school, you know, new wave or punk, you mm -hmm. know, was just sort of just coming in. So, you know, at that time it was either disco or rock right. that had been around since the late 60s and 70s, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's what I grew up with, but some people avoided <laughs> that because, you know, they had the cure yeah, and they had, the you know, Smiths and, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff or, you know, whatever was going on yeah. that w happened in college, but right. I was, you know, <laughs> radicalized by, you know, 70s rock. Yeah. And uh, it sticks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she was great. Yeah, Lynn was great. I just, I don't, you know, I can't... Uh, you know, now that it's a few years, you know, uh, back, you know, it, it's just, it, it's also weird and unfathomable, you know, that it, that it just happens, but then it just, you know, it just happens, you know, and, and that so between, strange. between that and COVID, it's like, I have no sense of time or, mm. you know, it's fucked up my sense of time. Oh, it fucked up everyone's sense of time, but to have gone through that during that time yeah i i don't know Jesus. I, all i had all i you know tried to do is like keep my shit together and yeah. but like you know the loss of it is you, you know i think about it all the time uh 
but it it just flies by, man. Mm-hmm. In general, it's weird because I'm going to be sixty, and I've always been the kind of person who, uh, you know, says like it's it's not you know, life isn't flying by because mm-hmm. I that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. But when I'm now I'm approaching sixty, I'm like, this is here now. Yeah, it's here. This is here now. Yeah, and then you start going like, what 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 happened? Yeah. But and, it, it nothing yeah. changed. But it's like it, it just becomes more. And you think about how quick the last fifteen went, and then you add it to right. where the next fifteen from here goes. Yeah, it's like oh no, I know, I know. <laughs> you, and and if you're going to be you know r- rational about it, you're yeah. like because <laughs> like my girlfriend now is younger than me, and I'm like you know in a th- few years it's, I'm going to be like old, <laughs> yeah. and and you're you know and you can you know like, I'm doing a bit on stage <laughs> where you, know, you can judge. You know, older men dating younger women, however you want. But ultimately, uh, it's going to get to a point where I'm going to have to go. Like, you know, you can go. If you... <laughs> I understand. We knew this was going to happen, but like, it seems like you got a little juice left when, <laughs> when she sees you trying to read your pill bottle oh, and you can't. God. How much younger? She's uh, 34. Oh man, it's young, but it's uh, it's a, not. That's a great age. Yeah, and she doesn't want to have kids, mm-hmm. and you know, she's been there for me. In, you know, in a fairly difficult time and, 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 you know, it, it's evolved into something very sweet, mm-hmm. but I know, I know it's, I, I said something on stage last night that I think is, is, I think it, it got a good laugh and I was just riffing, you know, mm. but I, I always sort of half apologize for dating younger women, you know, cause I'm like, I, I said last night, I said, I'm not looking for it. <laughs> I've dated women of different ages. I've dated age appropriate. I've dated almost age appropriate <laughs> and I've dated younger. <laughs> It's just random at this point. Yeah. Well, it's the do you, uh, did the you, life I lived, you know? When you know. talked in your act about, uh, I think you used the word mystical. Yeah. Uh, when someone passes, you can't help but go mystical. Go mystical. Yeah. Uh, is there a part of you with that or with your age? Is there any part that's more religious? No. You don't you don't lean into that part at all. No, I I, I don't because it's still sort of practical. I'm doing a, a pretty big bit now about you know passing out at the top of the hill that I hike, uh-huh. and you know and also it's kind of tied in with you know trying to listen to Taylor Swift and then hearing a song on this record that you know made me you know activated my grief but kind of carried it in a, in that sweet way that music can and playing it on a loop and stuff. But there is this you know when Lynn died so quickly. You know the loss is is significant because she was a very charismatic person, and anybody's loss is is significant. Yeah, and it's 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 devastating because there's a, you know it's a real absence, it's and the you goodbye. kind of feel that. The, yeah, that, and it happens abruptly, and it's you know and it's terrible, and and it, and it is so not unusual uh, other than tragedy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to lose someone tragically, but but like when I passed out, I had this moment where like you know when you pass out, I don't know if you've ever passed out. No, yeah. well. It's like I kind of felt it coming. I, it happens, like because I stretch and like uh-huh. it was like a head rushing. Yeah, but I went, yeah, but I went down. Uh-huh. And like I wouldn't have known it if I hadn't come to. Do, uh-huh. do you know what I mean? Like right. it's just it's just nothing. Right. Like there was nothing. And and you know and when I came to, I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah, no idea. <laughs> so I'm sort of like, well, if that's what it's like. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, if it's just nothing, mm-hmm. it kind of gave me some peace around her and around, you know. Interesting. And you want, I, I want to project, you know, you yeah. want to project the souls and everything else. And I still am sort of half mystical. I found a, mm-hmm. a giant feather 
you know, uh, like right in front of this door here one day. Uh-huh. It was like a crow's feather. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but no, but then like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not, I'm not beyond like, well, I got to look up what the significance no. of a feather is. But you take a quiet note of it. Like, hmm. no, I did do it. I looked it up. Oh, you did look it of up. Of course. You know, and it's like, it's just, that's the way the internet works. There's no sourcing of it. It's <laughs> right. like, like uh, Na- Native Americans. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. And it, it means that someone's still looking over you. I'm like, oh, that works. Good. I'll, I'll keep the feather. I'll keep it. <laughs> so th- if that's any yeah. closer to God. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Are you closer to God as you get older? I don't think I'm, I don't know. I've always been kind of mystical. Mystical, I've always, that's different than. Yeah, but I was, I was raised Catholic and I've. Always kind of had this thing of being somewhat aware or trying to be in tune with something beyond, mm. and and it's weird. Like at different stages, I'll pray more, or yeah. or do you pray you meditate know, more, or meditate, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's there's always that thing, but I do feel like as I'm getting older, there is, and we're all going by the same brochure yeah we all like i this is very common yeah that people kind of like start looking when the lights, back at, lights start going out yeah <laughs> yeah people yeah and they start, start to dimming yeah and they're yeah. like hmm well what else what, what did it all mean yeah where are we going yeah. and all that kind of thing uh not in any like i've said i go i, I there was a mystical i always kind of had that sense yeah uh and it, so it hasn't become like more intense but right I don't know. I just, you find myself reading more. I just went through all of Joseph Campbell's interviews. Oh wow! Right. So you you get you get the whole spectrum I did the of all the mythology. Six, yeah, which is but, but, so great. But what did that tell you? Uh, that told me that that told me that I'm right. That I'm sensing that there's something beyond. That there's another plane of something happening here all the time. So that's that how humans you took are it? that humans are trying to interpret this feeling, and they've mucked it up by trying to nail it down into religion. Well, that's interesting because like what I would take from the work around mythology and stuff is mm-hmm. that it's it, it sort of, I guess, in, in, an inversion of that, which is humans have always had this need to feel connected. Not that, that they're, they're just close to breaking the code, but, <laughs> but, but they need to construct something bigger than themselves to find meaning. But that need, I think, is generated by... This weird feeling that we have. Right, that we're going to die. Maybe. But, like, I mean, weird, it, it, so you're saying that the weird feeling is like God's presence and and he's given us the puzzle or she or it. Yeah, it. Right. Hmm. Not, not that they've given it. I don't even know if they've, if there's a they or that they've given. Okay, but yeah, but the, so the weird need, it's like, how is it so fucking, you know, fragmented and nebulous that every goddamn culture since the beginning of humans uh-huh. has taken a crack at it, but there's still still no they can't do it. revelation <laughs> other than whatever they construct. It might be just we're hearing a hum <laughs> and everyone's like, what is that? It's got to be something bigger. And it may be, there is something it may bigger. be, it may be lights out when you pass out at the top of the hill and that, the hum is only but, present uh, here now right, when your eyes are open. Right, th- but but the lights out thing is not terrible. No, it, you know it, it's just like you know I think it's it, it's it's relative to our ego uh, mm-hmm. dying that you know that it's like it, that you can't just be nothing. <laughs> yep, yeah, sure it can. You just <laughs> ate a hamburger. You know, like you think that cow had a you know a, 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 some other destiny. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I I just don't yeah. like you know that this sort of separation we make. 
uh-huh. you know, from us and every other living organism on the goddamn <laughs> planet that like, we got to have a special place, right? There's got to be a place where, you know, where we go. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck knows where the dog's going? But there's, there's got to be a place for us. Yeah. I don't like, I, I yeah. don't, like, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Cause like now that like I'm at this age and you know, I, I don't have any major health problems, but like when uh-huh. I go to bed at night, I'm like, oh, this it? You know, <laughs> this could be. <laughs> yeah, whenever you hear stories now, it's like, Dude, well, how old was that guy? Always. 52? Just huh? dropped dead. Well, all right. Had he been to the doctor? <laughs> yeah, he went all the time. Was he good in shape? Yeah, he was in great shape. Just dropped dead. <laughs> Fuck. Now I got On his Peloton? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. Just for the regular? Yeah, for the regular thing. Well, I've been yeah. vegan for like seven months. You have? I have. And because uh, I wanted to see if I could, you know, I didn't have high cholesterol, but I, mm-hmm. I, I just want to see if it made a difference. And it did. It did. And I'm wondering if it stuck. You did know? You, how much weight did you lose? I don't know. I've been working out and stuff. I, I don't know that I lost a lot of weight. Are you supposed you to lose thinner. weight? Yeah, I think so. When you're vegan. I don't know. Some people gain gain weight because they just sort of like they don't do it right and they well, just eat bread. I don't see you going just no. eating cookies. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, try, I try to balance it out. But like, yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't say I'm comfortable with, with death yet. Uh, because like mm-hmm. for me though, it's just sort of like, well, who's going to get the cats and someone's going to have to clean up, you know, cause I, that's one thing I learned after Lynn passed away that, and especially during COVID, it was all, everything I assumed that mm. what happens is in the midst of all this tragedy and, and extreme, uh, grief and, and pain and whatever anyone's, whatever anyone's experiencing who, who had a relationship with her of any kind is that like, it really is like, what are we going to do with this stuff? Mm. And it's, it's, that's rough, man. You know, because, because she had a lot of the same kind of stuff I had, you know, she had boxes of like, you know, uh, if you're a keeper of things, which I'm not even sure there's a point to it, but I got boxes upstairs here, you know, with stuff I wrote in high school with things like art stuff and like all this stuff. And I don't have any grand idea that like, well, maybe it'll be bequeathed to a, a college a library. Or, yeah. <laughs> but some people have offered to archive it, but still my insecurity, it doesn't a- enable me to be like, yeah, you better get this stuff together because uh-huh. like, look, they opened a Bob Dylan center and you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, but ultimately it's like, you know, you call in family members and you call in people to, to sort of determine what that means. And, and really, a lot of the stuff we keep means something to us. It represents something of our past, something of our evolution. Maybe we think it's it, it deserves more attention than it once got. But ultimately, it is part of us. And once that goes, mm-hmm. unless you're you know a, a a grand person of letters or something, it's a box that a family member is going to go through and go like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, and what the, are we going to do with that? I don't have any room for this. It's funny because. It all gets whittled down to, well, I'll keep this bookmark. Right. Yeah, sure. Like yeah, this, yeah. Like I love this This cup. one card from him, that one cup from him. Yeah. And I'll keep that thing. Like that's my, enough. Yeah, and that's enough. My sister has like three items from my grandmother. Who, yeah. And it is enough. Yeah, I have my grandmother's melon baller. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's good. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't, it's like, I, I don't know how much, you know, I, I guess I carry a lot of that stuff still in my memory. And, you know, and certainly when, you know, we didn't get to have what we, I, I thought we were supposed to and destined to have. Mm-hmm. But I have, I have stuff of hers and, and, and I, and I don't even know what to do with it. Like I've been struggling yeah. with some of that. Like, you know, cause like ultimately like 
you know, she had people that she you, you had long relationships with, and ours wasn't that long. And mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think at this point, a few years later, it's weird if I just sort of, you know, kind of reach out to the few friends of hers that I, I you know, was in contact with after she passed uh-huh. and said, like, do you want this book? You know, but you yeah. just send it. I should just send it. Yeah. That I would be. That's a good. That's a. Nice well, right gesture. after I gave her mom a jacket, and you know, I was. Yeah. Because all the stuff was here, and no one was coming down because it was COVID, and mm-hmm. so all the stuff that she thought was important was here. Right. It was either in my house or in the house she had rented. Yeah. And it was like, it's gnarly stuff, but yeah. But getting back weird. to that dying thing is like, look, man, you know, Saget's death affected me profoundly, and and more so. Well, obviously, well, with Lynn, but Lynn sort of primed the pump for the reality mm-hmm. of of how fleeting this thing is, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, when Saget dropped dead, I'm like, that guy? What the fuck happened? And then, like, no one knows what happened. And and But the thing that got me the most was that, because he was one of us, and he was a yeah. comic. He was on the road. Omnipresent. <laughs> yeah, but just, like, you know, and a sweet guy. And yeah. Like, and... and yeah, I, I, I just, it was very shocking to me, mm-hmm. especially because he died on the road yeah. you know, in a goddamn hotel room. I know. And, and, but a couple of things happened because of him dying is that, you know, I went to the funeral and it, and I, and it was over here at Mount Sinai, which, you know, I, dr- I drive by it all the time. Yeah. And, you know, for the first few weeks and to this day, like, I was like, you know, he was at home last week and now he's in a box up on that hill. Yeah. And I drive by it every fucking day. Yeah. And it, I can't get it, get past it. Uh-huh. That he's just up there laying there, and he was like, you know, he's at home, you know, enjoying whatever. And it's really had this weird. I'm not. I'm not sure why though. Why? Why him more than? Because we, like, we've had that happen with other. Because I don't. And, I didn't. I. I didn't. You know. Were you closer to him? I. I no, but uh, I. I felt like because it was surprising, right? And because like he was such a sweet guy, and you know, it wasn't that we were really close, but I felt close yeah. to him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I guess it's because, like, you know, I, I can't remember. I don't, I, I didn't go to, like, Geraldo's funeral. I didn't go to Patrice's funeral. Uh-huh. I didn't go to, you know, like, these guys that yeah. we lost uh, earlier on. I can't remember who Mitch. else. Well, Hedberg, like, I don't even know what happened there. But, that you know, but it wasn't like we didn't see that coming. It was terrible. But yeah. I didn't go to Mitch's funeral. Mm-hmm. But I did go to Bob's because, you know, it's of a generation of guys that I, I look up to. And maybe that was it. Maybe, and it's also uh, different. It's also where you're at. When these things hit. Sure. And, and I think, uh, you know, I just, I think maybe I was avoiding funerals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I just, I, I wouldn't go. Yeah. And I, I don't perspective think. Perspective now. I guess that's it. So how's, uh, how's your, your wife? How's uh, everything with, you know, like what, what is the experience Good. of growing these kids up? Cause I hear you talking about the kids. Yeah. You know, the, the weed and stuff and, you know, down the hall and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, we kind of did it. Yeah. You did it. We did it. Yeah. Like, we did the and thing. And they're good kids. They're good kids. Yeah. They're really great, and but they don't live with me anymore. I don't have to do the day-to-day. And that- Like and, that, that project, that 20-year that project right. of being in the house- Yeah. On like running that corporation, <laughs> it's, it's now shifted. It's it's. And you were ready for that? spit out the other end. Were you ready for it? I didn't understand it. With the first one, when she left, I was like, this makes no sense. You just have to let them go be people? You just have to let them go. And I had a thing in my act where it's like, I did, I didn't, wait a minute. Like, I did all of this for you. I didn't, I, I didn't want this house. I didn't want these animals. 
I don't even have friends. All my friends are your friends' parents. Yeah. And now you're going to go? <laughs> I should go. It was, I was like, well, this makes no sense at all. Yeah. And uh, it really threw me. But now, after be- seeing the rhythm of that, and then the, she comes back for a little bit, and we hang, and we go see her someplace else, and it's, it's natural. And right. So now with my next one just left, like yeah. last week. Yeah. It was a lot more like, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to go. And I guess then you start to look forward to, you know, what her life's going to be as an adult. Yeah. In and, a way. And your life comes back. Yeah, well, what's that look like? I, I, I know that people start doing comedy again, but you never I, left. I never but left. You know those guys that are sort of like, well, I guess I'll go on the road. <laughs> it's like, you might want to spruce up the act a little bit. Just the mental space of being in your house without having to worry about anybody but myself and the dog. Yeah. You know, and your my, wife. my wife. But, yeah. but you know, like there sure. is a mental burden <laughs> that you carry and that, that, with see, a family. That, but that goes, that eases. Yeah. Because like for me, like that's like, I don't know how people don't continue worrying more. You, you worry in bigger ways. Like I'm worried about them in a dis. like there's, but I guess the worries don't stop, but the day to day minutia of, are they coming down the hall? Are they okay right now? Yeah. uh, Can we have sex now? Just all, yeah. Yeah. Just, I literally just got up out of bed and no clothes on. Yeah. And like walk down the hall, let the dog out, walk down into my backyard and just hands on my hips like <laughs> <sighs> finally. Yeah. Finally. And then you catch yourself in the mirror yeah, and yeah. you're like, Lee, <laughs> let's put some clothes on just to be by myself. <laughs> but uh But I guess so if you know that you know, like if you've instilled <laughs> if you've done the best you could and they turned out to be level headed people that, you know, there is a trust that evolves that they'll take care of themselves. Like I, I imagine yeah. the, the general panic. Like I can't even, my parents couldn't even handle, you know, I had to call my parents, you know, every, anytime I was out, if I was going to be later than a certain time. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's normal, but it's normal, but that's why they have to go. It's <laughs> like, they're like these women now in my house yeah. and I have to get up early yeah. and do something. Yeah. I can't be, I can't fall asleep until you're home. Yeah, yeah. And then they don't want to tell you when they're coming home because they're women. Right. They're grown people. Yeah. Why should I have to tell you when I'm coming home? can't you say? Because it's still Cause my we're roommates. House. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're roommates now. You're just being a bad roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gets to a point where you're like, all right, you got to go. Yeah. And are they having fun out there? Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, yeah. The first one, the second one is, my sec- my first one's going to be done with school. She's going to graduate. What's her degree in? Uh, American Studies. Seems like she's writer, oh. arts kind of person. Good. That's practical. Yeah. yeah. It worked for us. <laughs> it did it. Kind of. We were lucky. Yeah, I know. I mean, we worked hard, but like, you know, when you really look at the, the big know. picture, it's sort of like, oh my God. I know. I mean, I barely pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was like, it was not looking yeah, good. Yeah, I know. It. You, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. All yeah. of that stuff, like big stuff worries is like. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, yeah. my other one, like I said, just left, so yeah. she's like, kind of in that freak out freshman, like, oh yeah, who's gonna be my friends? And I'm sleeping yeah. in a strange place. And yeah, you, so but you do. I mean, are they close or far? Uh, they're far. They're both East Coast. Oh wow. Um, but we're back there all the time, and yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, yeah, your worries. You never stop. Like as long as you love people, there's worries. Yeah, I worry about my parents. I worry about my sisters. I, there's always worry, but. Yeah, you know, I don't like. Yeah, you got to kind of let go. I don't seem to worry about people as much as you know the bigger picture of the the world and you know m- my own fucking insanity. Like I, uh-huh. I'm trying to do this joke where uh, 
where I, I, the idea is like, I wish I had, you know, more control of my imagination because what it does on its own is not great. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because when I just saw a quote about imagination, like, don't let your imagination die. And they were saying it in the way of, like, when I think of imagination, it's it's something fantastical and, you know, and no, rainbows no. and whatever. Yeah. And yours is going no, off it's just sort of like, the dark side of town. I, oh, yeah. I, how, how am I going to get fucked? You know, what's going to fuck? I literally sometimes just think about, like, like, like if I'm driving, uh-huh. like, it's, I have to fight the idea that I'm going to be T-boned <laughs> in the middle of an intersection. And so when you, in your act, when you talk about those two old guys on the bench yeah. of different ways that you can be old, yeah. and there's the one guy who's like real grateful looking yeah, at the yeah, water, yeah. and then there's the other guy going to be like, well, that didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, 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 I have no fucking money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which guy are you? I, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not like that because thing, things did work out, you uh-huh. know, but I'm not, I'm not totally at peace, but I, I, there is sort of a, <laughs> a cranking of, of dread, yeah. uh, you know, that my, I, I seem to lock in and attach anxiety to everything. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say I'm going to be angry and bitter. Uh-huh. But uh, but like it'll be like I'm just gonna sit here and look at the water, but it doesn't look the way it used to. I mean, it doesn't. You know, it's, it doesn't I feel like on your head, on your on your uh, yeah. on your tombstone, it's gonna say, "I told you, I told, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was right." We'll see. So yeah. so where where can people? What do you what do you got a, a website? <laughs> I think yeah, we, I got we, we've got we got the full arc. <laughs> I got a new website. We're, we're at a tombstone, yeah. so it seems like a <laughs> reasonable place to end. <laughs> we're at tombstones and websites. Yeah, yeah mine's uh, tompapa.com. And there, all the tour dates are there? All the tour dates. My new book. Yeah. That's the, uh, it's a, a make uh, a We're room. all in this together, so make, make some, some room. room. Yeah. And those are essays about uh, cats, life. kids, life, yeah. things. You have cats? I do have a cat. I One? Love- one cat and two dogs, and I'm all team cat. After careful analysis of living with all of them, yeah, I am way in on cat. I got three. Yeah, they're the best. But like now, that the more frightening thing is, is like one of these might outlive me. <laughs> yeah, I <know. laughs> dude, I just passed out on the top of the hill. Yeah, and I, got a, I got a one-year-old kitten. That, that guy's gonna have a new owner. We have a lizard that has a life expectancy of fifty years. Oh, <laughs> and it's like, well. What's going to happen yeah. to a lizard? Yeah. What kind of lizard? A uh, gecko. Whose is that? It was my daughter's whim when she was six. It and was, you still have it? Yeah. I, yeah. My wife is really an animal lover. And uh, So what's the gecko do? Just hangs out on a branch and waits <laughs> to be sprayed. <laughs> we it's can got only balls. Hope. It's got huge balls oh, yeah? on it. We can only hope for that life. To have huge balls <laughs> to lay on a, on, a, on, a, on a twig and wait to be sprayed. Every once in a while. And fed bugs. Yeah. Crickets on a good day, paste on regular days. Oh, <laughs> looking forward to those crickets. All right, buddy. It was good seeing you. Uh, you too. All right, folks. Wasn't that lovely? The lovely Tom Papa. You can go to TomPapa.com for his tour dates and get his book, his new book. We're all in this together, so make some room wherever you get books. And now I need you to hang out for a second. Papa. 
This Thursday, we'll have my talk with Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you're a full Marin subscriber, we've got some Arnold bonus episodes to get you ready. Last Friday, Brendan and Chris did an episode on Arnold's movies. The best Arnold movies recognize this man is like a Greek god on earth. And that's what this movie does. Richard Dawson sees the uh, TV. He's like, who is that? That's that's my next running man. Because he is a Greek god running around. I mean, that's what makes... Well, then it makes more sense that he turns babyface to the audience. (laughs) Yes. That they're like, they they go, you know, which one do you want to bet on next time? And the old lady's like, oh, Ben Richards. He's a bad motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Just... Amazing. That's available right now. Tomorrow, for full Marin subscribers, you'll hear my reaction to the Arnold talk right after he left the garage. That's all in advance of the Arnold WTF episode this Thursday. To subscribe to the full Marin, go to the episode description and click on the link or go to WTFpod.com and click on WTF+. Here I am trying to open it up a little bit with the slide. It's a little clunky, but I'm starting to feel. I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it. Feel it. Monkey and LaFon, the cat angels everywhere.